Welcome to the Make History Podcast. This is your host, Sean B. Make History Podcast is about self-progression, overcoming obstacles, and having the resilience not to give up, just to make history. The ups, the downfalls, these are our stories, our visions, and our conversations. Let's go. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Welcome to the Make History Podcast. We are back at it again. This is your host doing the most, Sean B. And we are ready again for another guest. And I have a special one for you. My man's Zal Martinez. Hey, what's up? What is good, my man? How you doing, Sean? Yo, t- Man, Zhao is an entrepreneur, man. He has an e-commerce website coming. Or actually, he's probably already here. But uh, Zhao Brand and, uh, is a traditional out of the... What is it? Uh, it's a, it's a, go ahead, go ahead. Beeswax furniture polish. Okay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to figure out the some words to say there, but I kind of fumbled up. But I know it's <laughs> it's called Zal's brand. So, Zal. yes, yeah, Zal's brand, uh, LLC, Limited Liability Corporation. That way, uh, if I get sued, you can't take my house. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, well, I know I, I, I've been waiting for you to get on the podcast, man, for a couple of weeks now, and and uh, you finally made it, and I'm excited, and I am excited to hear about this new and upcoming experience that you're having, bro. Can you tell us about it, man? What is going on? Yeah. So, um, of course, 2020, you know, we had the pandemic, right? Well, prior to 2020, that, that December, November, December, um, and Sean, you know, I've been, I've been starting businesses, uh, left and right. Uh, you were part of my school of Christian rock and, uh, my, uh, my studio and, and, uh, uh, you know, we had LJM, which was an audio video, uh, company <clears throat> that I, uh, I went in business with, you know, with David and, uh, and, uh, Michelli, Alessio, <laughs> he was a crazy dude. <laughs> I remember that guy. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'd been starting and stopping businesses and, and just, uh, um, been an entrepreneur for many, many, many years. <clears throat> and, uh, that December, that November, December, I decided, you know, I want to, I want to, um, take it a step further. I want to take the next level. And, uh, I've been hearing about, uh, you know, selling on Amazon, how people were making, you know, good living selling on Amazon. So I decided to, um, research that. I bought a course, went through the course and they teach you how to find profitable products that are, um, quote, in high demand with low competition, so it's an easy, you know, easy market to get into. Not a lot of competition, but the demand is there. So they teach you how to do that research and teach you how to source from factories and how to ship it to Amazon, how to advertise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I was, uh, I found my product, uh, a couple products actually, but my first product uh, I decided was going to be a small product, so in case this didn't work. I wouldn't lose, you know, my house and have to pawn my kids and my wife and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So then uh, I got the, the product, 
uh, got in touch with factories, vetted the factories, made sure they were up on the up and up. And then the pandemic hit. I was getting ready to send my uh, inventory to Amazon, the pandemic hit. And, uh, yeah, so I kind of stopped that in the tracks because Amazon at that time, uh, when the pandemic is like full-blown pandemic, and we were being asked to stay home to quarantine the entire United States, Amazon stopped receiving shipments other than PPE, personal protective uh, equipment. Mm. And my product was not PPE. You know, I couldn't send my product to Amazon. And also you had to, if you weren't already a seller of PPE, you couldn't sell on Amazon. That was just kind of one of their, their rules. So, you know, being the entrepreneur that I am, I decided to go ahead and uh, take the training that I, I had uh, uh, learned and put it to use. So I, I vetted factories and started um, uh, supplying uh, uh, face masks, KN95 face masks. Mm. And it was, like I said, this is like the peak of trip, the pandemic. I didn't advertise. I basically just put it on Facebook and I, you know, I couldn't keep them in stock. I had to continue ordering and ordering and ordering and, and made a small business out of it and then um, did real well. And then after that, Amazon, when, when the pandemic started um, wind down, you know, the, the staying at home started to wind down. The pandemic didn't, <coughs> pardon me, pandemic started, the staying at home started winding down. <coughs> um, I decided, uh, Amazon decided to go ahead and lift the restrictions for PPE coming in. And then I went back to, my original product, which was um, organic uh, beeswax wood polish. And I was able to uh, send that product into Amazon, advertise it on Amazon, and then have it ready for quarter four. And quarter four just took off. It's um, it's right now, it's probably about a $96,000 a year in revenue business, which isn't a lot, you know. Uh, but for small product, a test product, it was, it was a... Um, it was confirmation I knew what I was doing, and uh, <clears throat> my second product is coming out probably in June, and that's another story. That's a, that's a uh, blessing, huge blessing. My second second product is coming out uh, probably in June, and that's going to be the product that should, um, you know, push me over the edge as far as uh, taking it to the next level. Like if the beeswax took it to the level, the the next uh, product, which is wooden serving trays. But a special design on this could probably gonna take me up two levels, you know. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Uh, who, who would have known that beeswax would have been uh, a natural deal for wood? Yeah, right off the bat. So, how is that science? How do you know what what goes into that, or or how, can you explain any of that? You know, I I honestly don't know the science, but I can tell you this: um, before you you uh, order from factories you know, like massive quantities, uh, thousands, you get samples from them. So they sent the samples, and, and I was a little reluctant, to be honest with you. I mean, the numbers were there. It was in high demand. There wasn't a lot of competition, so the numbers were there. Uh, but when I got the samples, I, uh, you know, my dad was a woodworker, and, and, and he left some really nice wood in my garage uh, before he passed. And um, the, the, the wood had been sitting in there, honestly, man, for like 15 years. And it was old and dry and just kind of, you know, just had seen better days. But I applied this uh, uh, beeswax on it, the, the wood restorer polisher, and it was amazing what it did to it. Just like it, it brought it, it restored it. it. It restored it to its natural color. 
texture. It was just, it was amazing. I was, just, I, I don't know what the ingredient is in beeswax. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe talk to the bees. You know, <laughs> they may know what they, what they do naturally to just make that wood restore. And it's just, it was amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing too, man. The the product, yeah. um, the the uh, just the whole look of it, it looks awesome. Uh, you know, check out jo- uh, Zal Martinez. He'll let you know about it on the, at the end of the, at the end of this podcast. He will let you know how to get that. Believe that, uh, man. It has like orange scented uh, lavender, yep. um, candlewood, candlewood, man. <laughs> Come on now, now no sandalwood. <laughs> Huh? Sandalwood. Oh yeah. It's like yeah, sandalwood. I don't know what sandalwood is, but it's a, it's a nice smell. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, lemon, vanilla, uh, you know, orange. Yeah, got a bunch of. Uh, and you know that's the thing too, Sean. So mm. uh, this course teaches you. Um, and, and here's the funny part, Sean. So when Amazon decided to go and lift the restrictions, remember I told you about that. I think that was like August or September. They decided, okay, we'll start taking other products other than PPE. At that time, the beeswax wood polish became high demand, high competition. So I, I started getting a little concerned because, you know, the course teaches you, you know, not to go into a, a really competitive market right off the bat. But I'd already invested all this time in it. I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and enter the market anyway. Because what they teach you is to, is to differentiate your product from the other products that are on Amazon, uh, from the other sellers. So, you know, I was looking at the other products, and they lo- all look the same, and none of them were scented. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to make a really uh, colorful label that really pops and stands out on the page. And I'm going to offer different scents. And that's how I'm going to differentiate my product from their product. And it worked, man. That was the, uh, that was the winning combination. I just, I can't, I, I'm having a hard time keeping them on the show. That look, it looks, and it, I'm pretty sure it smells awesome too. Oh, it man. does. So, so at this point, man, you've done so many things. What is the best accomplishment you've made so far or you've done? <laughs> Well, you know, okay, so that's a that's a good question. Um, because you know, when I look at my accomplishments, I don't really, I, I don't feel like I accomplished. I've, I've accomplished a lot, you know, in in my eyes, because I'm so driven and and uh, you know, I look at a, uh, accomplishments as as more than what I've done. And I, it's hard to look at accomplishments like. In that, in that way, the way I look at accomplishments is here's what I'm proud of, of, of the things that I've accomplished. I have a, I have a 31 year marriage and I've been married to, to, to Mary and you know, Mary, I've been married to her for 31 years. To me, those are the accomplishments that really matter to me. My son and my daughter, they're good people. They got good hearts. You know, they're, they're generous. They're loving people. Um, those are things that I'm most proud of as, as far as accomplishments. Um, and, perseverance you know I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that accomplishment because i there's nothing that ever gets me down and and when people say i can't do something you know i just kind of take it with a grain of salt because they don't know me um so those are, those are things i'm really proud of as far as like you know accomplishments and entrepreneurship it would probably be this beeswax uh just because the amount of revenue it makes per year is more than any of my other businesses had ever made you know i'm looking at you know close to 100k uh, a year in revenue. So 
Uh, to me, that's a, a decent accomplishment. It's not what I want. I want, you know, obviously I want to um, have uh, uh, at least a million in revenue, uh, annual revenues, um, and, I, and I'll reach that goal. I'm pretty sure you will because you are a go-getter for sure. What would you say for an up-and-comer oppor- uh, opportunist or what would you say uh, an entrepreneur? What's the difference for a person that's, that is looking towards getting into entrepreneurship at this point, mm-hmm. what would you say to those people? You know, I think what really makes a true entrepreneurship is, is perseverance is, is taking an idea and, um, um, not letting go of that idea. And, uh, you know, Robert Emmett, Pastor Robert Emmett, he, he's, he's the one that founded CBC. Right. Uh, he and I, friends um and he's he's uh pastoring another church in colorado but uh he gave some really good advice not too long ago on facebook he said follow the lead until it fizzles out you know as an entrepreneur that's kind of what you have to do you know um and and hope that it doesn't fizzle out you know like i said i had several businesses before this business took off and had i known that uh piece of information had i gone with that piece of advice I probably would have had a couple of successful, really successful businesses. Um, but back then I didn't, you know, I didn't have that vision that, that, uh, I have perseverance, but it was just the wrong kind. I would, I would start a business, stop the business, start another business, stop that business, start another business, stop that business, you know, <laughs> instead of following through like in this Amazon business. Now, now instead of just selling a product, what, so this is my vision. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you on, on, on your podcast, man. This is like secret information oh, only man. for Floyd podcast. Yes. <laughs> so here's the deal, man. Most of the manufacturing in the United States is done over in China. We all know that, uh, but it's true. China has like a, 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 a uh, they've cornered the market on manufacturing. They, they do it cheaper, um, you know, because they don't have labor laws and stuff like that. So they're able to get away with, you know, working their workers 12, 14, 16 hours a day and paying them, paying them nothing. Uh, but anyway, so here's, here's the, the plan. Um, these wooden trays, uh, I've, I've done the research on them. The data shows that they are huge sellers. Um, there are many, many sellers that are, uh, averaging between 25 and $100,000 per month in revenue. So they're, they're, it's a, there's a good market in there. So what I decided, since my uh, design is so unique, I mean, it's, it's, I won't tell you what it is, but it's a completely unique design. I didn't want to um, give that to a Chinese manufacturer and then have them compete with me on Amazon or give it to my competitors. Uh, because what they've done with the beeswax, believe it or not, and they say that uh, they say uh, imitation is the, you know, uh, I think it's the, the biggest form of flattery and the biggest compliment you can give somebody. So a, a Chinese manufacturer has already seen my success and they have started manufacturing uh, lavender, sandalwood, orange, uh, uh, um, all these scents that I, that I offer, they're now offering and their website looks ex- almost exactly like my website. So I'm flattered that they're copying me and I knew it would happen because it's a great product and it's getting, you know, it's, it's uh, generating income. Uh, but I didn't want to do that with this with this trade. So what I decided to do was go ahead and open up a start a manufacturing business in Houston, 
I have family members that are just excellent woodworkers. And um, what we've done so far is we've um, I've taken my professional woodworking tools over to uh, to my family's house. They have a large two two car garage. We're starting off in a garage. Most great businesses do. And um, and uh, he set up a little assembly line. Uh, and uh, he's made the prototype of it. So what we're going to do is not only offer the product on Amazon, but when we offer the product and we ship this uh, Amazon, my competitors will buy it because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to check out your competitor. And in that box where my serving tray is, there's going to be an insert card manufactured by Zao's brand and then have our website information, our contact information, so my competitors will know where this is being manufactured in the United States and they contact us and now we're going to manufacture their serving trays. So not only will I be, will I be creating revenue on my serving trays, but I'll also be creating revenue from their serving trays as well. So that's, that's the big vision. Wow, man. Wow. To compete, to compete with uh, China, with the Chinese manufacturers. Uh, I'm going to compete with them here and try to keep it in the U S man, because, um, you know, there's, this is a very common complaint and um, a hot topic that the Chinese do steal. And I don't want to say you know, steal, that's a hard word. Well, they do. They, they, they take the ideas uh, from uh, like Apple products and, you know, that's a huge one, uh, other products. And they, uh, they manufacture it themselves. Uh, they, you know, the black market, they, they sell on, on Amazon. They could just switch it up a little bit, sell it on Amazon or sell it over in China. And there's really nothing you can do about it because the international laws aren't, don't really um, protect uh, uh, U.S. citizens, U.S. Uh, businesses from that type of uh, that type of thievery, um, international thievery, if you want to you call it. So, having it in the U.S. Uh, it's gonna, that's going to be a big plus. Um, also, when you order from China, from factories in China, there's a lead time. There's usually like seven, ten, fourteen day lead time, which means it takes them seven, ten, fourteen days to even get to start to making your product. And then when they make it, there's another, you know, 14, depending on how many units you buy, 14, maybe two, three, four weeks of production time. And then in order to get the cheapest cost, you have to ship it by sea. That's another, you know, 30 to 45 days at sea. So uh, you have to plan ahead, whereas if it's manufactured in the U.S., you know, lead time may be seven to 10 days and then production time, maybe another five, seven days, and then you can ship it. So it cuts cuts that time uh, in half. So that's a big plus for people that are, are, are looking to uh, uh, other sellers, other companies that are looking to um, uh, source their product from the United States, uh, wooden serving trains at least. What would you say to the people who want to maybe invest into it? Something like a, a Robin Hood or such? Oh yeah, man! I don't know anything about Robinhood. I mean, there, it, you know, it's been in the uh, it's been in the news lately, though. That's for sure. Uh, you've heard about that, right? Yep, GameStop. <laughs> yeah, that's, man, that was big news. <laughs> I actually, I actually have a Robinhood account, and I dabbled into uh, uh, you know uh, trading stocks, and eventually I'll I'll get to that point because you know these books I've been reading about, um, and I hate to sound so shallow, but you know how the how the wealthy make and keep their money um the wealthy have multiple streams of income where you know workers like you and i we we exchange time for money you know we put in our time we get a paycheck it's time for money which is according to the wealthy is one of the worst ways to make money you know you can't become wealthy like that so they have multiple streams of income 
uh, and that's, you know, the stock market is something I'm uh, investing in something I'm, I'm going to eventually, uh, learn how to, uh, do or, or, uh, invest in somebody that knows how to do it. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you know, just trying to figure out things on that, on that end. Uh, I've been, I had, uh, invested myself into reading rich dad, poor dad myself. Yeah. So, I mean, I know there's books out there that are trying to help, um, you know, get there a little bit quicker, but I know yeah. there's a, there's a long road to that. And yeah. at, at the same time, you know, you got to put the grind in. I don't think it ever comes easy. So. No, it doesn't. Anybody says it does, they're lying to you. Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought that anyway, cause I've been grinding my whole life, man. And, uh, man, I've been watching other people like yourself, man, have, uh, brilliant ideas. Uh, and, and this kind of been a teacher, at the same time, and, and you're very great at your study, very great when it comes down to your craft. And, uh, and man, this is one of the reasons why uh, you're on today, because you're a special individual, especially for me uh, in my life. And uh, you've uh, invested uh, a lot of your time with me, man. And, and I appreciate that at 100 percent and am honored uh, to, to uh, see this come fold. 100% for you, man. Make you happy, bro. For sure. No, I appreciate that, Sean. Thank you very much. No, I mean that. I mean it, mean it, mean it. And uh, and uh, I guess, what will be your uh, next steps at this point, I guess? So, yeah, the next steps are, um, they're actually in the works. Uh, the next step is the manufacturing uh, business. Um, there is one last piece of uh, equipment that uh, um, we need. And I just purchased it, and it should be being delivered to Houston um, next week. And that's the um, – it, it's a special saw. It's called a band saw. And what that does is um, – so in order to, 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 to have a manufacturing business be successful, you have to buy wholesale prices. Like, we can't get our wood from Home Depot. That, that, that's, that's retail price, right? Home Depot get it gets it at wholesale and they mark it up and then we pay the markup price. So what we have to do as manufacturing uh, businesses uh, get our wood at wholesale prices and some of the cheapest wood to buy. The it's great wood, but the the, the way you you purchase it uh, at a less expensive price is you get it to where it still has the bark on it. It's called like a rough cut. So it's you know basically it's a cut and then you see the bark on it. So it's it's like you got a piece of the tree, right? So you got to cut that bark off, and you use a, a, a bandsaw to do that. You, you use a bandsaw to cut the ends off, and then you use a planer and a joiner to get it all square and and uh, yeah, just you know different techniques. So uh, that's that's the next step, man. Is, is try to cut down the cost of of uh, manufacturing, um, create a prototype. And then build a, uh, a an assembly line, uh, an efficient assembly line. And you know, I'm I'm all about efficiency, man. You know that. And you know me long enough to know that <laughs> efficiency is like my middle name. How can we do this? You know. Yes, uh, so yeah, we're getting a little assembly line process going. Try to make it efficient and uh, start pumping out some serving trays. That sounds awesome, man. Well, it's about that time. You've heard it. Yeah, bro. Let them yeah. know where they can reach you uh tell yeah. them about zal's brand give them the website whatever they can do to get to you man cool so right now what i would do is i would go to amazon and look up uh you can 
type in Zal's brand or uh, in the search bar, or you can type in wood seasoning, beeswax polish, and then you should see one of my brands up there. And then click on that. And you go to uh, it'll show you the Zal's brand website on Amazon. And uh, if you need to contact me, it's uh, um, zalsbrand at gmail.com or info at um, zalsbrand.com or zalmartinez at gmail.com. And I thank you for so much for being on yeah, my man. podcast, my brother. And thank uh, you. it's been uh, it's been good. And uh, yeah, we out. Yeah, brother. Peace, man. Thank you for checking out the Make History Podcast. Please take the time out to like, share, and subscribe to hear our next episodes. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you're listening.